Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Marvel Mania, the podcast where we talk anything and everything Marvel-related. I am your host for the day, Brandon, and across from me is my co-host, Garrett Broder. Hey, everyone. How's it going? So, we have officially begun our countdown into Spider-Man No Way Home. We are now only two weeks out. That is 14 days away from the blockbuster spider-man no way home coming out garrett what is your hype level right now for this movie oh it's like a 10 out of 5 <laughs> <laughs> through the roof right it's through the roof i am so excited for this movie um obviously being the huge spider-man fan that i am uh i am just like ecstatic for this movie to come out like yeah. there's no other words to describe how ecstatic i am oh i figured you're even more excited than i am because i ultimately am more of a um, batman fan so my hype is really getting you know uh, ready for the, the batman coming out in march but i'm also very excited after seeing these trailers and posters for spider-man no way home and going through and re-watching a couple of spider-man movies myself speaking of which with spider-man no way home coming up in two weeks i thought it'd be very appropriate if for today's podcast we went through and ranked all of the Spider-Man movies that have come out in the past. Oh, I agree. That sounds like a great idea, and I am totally down to get to it. Awesome. Let's dive right in then, because we have seven Spider-Man movies to get through. So, first off is the very original Spider-Man itself, Spider-Man, <laughs> that came out back in 2002, the year I was born. So, that actually makes me feel a little bit old now, 19 years um i'm 22 shut up <laughs> <laughs> so now i don't feel as bad <laughs> yeah um uh so that one came out back in 2002 it of course stars uh toby mcguire as spider-man uh you have kirsten dunst as um oh my gosh mj mm -hmm. and willem dafoe as the green goblin uh garrett would you like to start off with your thoughts on this one yeah i thought it was a great way to open up into the spider-man universe i think the movie was very well done it was very um a lot of intricate plot points and it was very i thought it was a very good movie as a whole um there are some flaws it's very cheesy it's very um like oh yeah i would 100 like standard agree. 2002 movie yeah very cheesy and very campy is what i would say it, it yeah. almost feels like a uh, saturday morning cartoon at some points is what it feels like when you're watching it um for example before i forget because i was kind of um going through and i, I just looked up on youtube um hilarious um spider-man scenes and i figured most of them would be from spider-man 3 right you know once we get into that movie we'll talk about how kind of unbelievably cheesy and how much of a comedy movie that really is but from spider-man there was this really funny clip in particular where um so it, it's during the uh festival scene and uh green goblin he kind of just flies out of nowhere and he sees mary jane and he says the very awkward line where he's like, hello, my dear. And then um, you see Mary Jane where she's like screaming into the camera and the camera zooming in on her. And then some extra just comes out of nowhere and she's like, look, it's Spider-Man. And then Spider-Man flings by the camera. And I remember that particular scene very well because as it was shot, I was watching it and I was like, what am I watching right now? This looks like it was a Saturday morning cartoon. Like it was yeah. all shot very weird and it just very unprofessionally and honestly i don't really like sam raimi as a director that much i felt like if they if this uh spider-man trilogy would have had a different director they would have felt a lot more you know down to earth and less cheesy and less like a children's movie in my opinion oh i could agree with that yeah 
Um, that is one. I do remember that scene actually. You, you kind of remember it. that scene, yeah. yeah I, it just yeah. took me a while to remember it. I'm like, oh wait, I that scene that. in particular. If anyone has not watched this movie, or if you haven't watched this movie in a while, I recommend going back and watching it because so many people talk about this movie and this trilogy and how it, you know, jump started the future Marvel Cinematic Universe. Personally, I don't agree with that. I think that the X Men more, you know, kind of started the Marvel Cinematic Universe more than anything. Now, obviously. The, you know, Iron Man, that really started the cinematic universe. But talking about movies that influence the future cinematic universe, I would say that was more due to the X-Men than the Spider-Man movies. Oh, I can agree with that. Yeah. Spider-Man was just like the way to get people more intrigued with the Marvel universe as a whole, though, I feel like. Right. Yeah. So as everyone knows who Spider-Man is. Like people know who Wolverine and people like that are, but it's not like the same equivalent as Spider-Man. Like, yeah. everyone knows who Spider-Man is, even back in 2002 before the movie came out. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was, like, the most uh, popular comic series of all time uh, back in the day. So when this movie came out, everyone was hyped. And uh, I think for the time, like you said, you made a good point talking about that, you know, it was a very 2002 movie, early 2000s, where um, it, it really doesn't hold up to today's superhero standards. And you can definitely tell when you look at the CGI, especially, like, Green Goblin's glider and stuff like that. It looks like it's almost you know, uh, cut and paste onto the screen itself. Once, oh, yeah. once again, very uh, cartoon-like. But overall, it doesn't, you know, truly ruin the movie because it still is a very good hero story. Uh, I like Tobey Maguire as um, Peter Parker and Spider-Man for the most part. I think ultimately he is a better Peter Parker than he is um, Spider-Man. You know, he's really got that nerdy sense uh, to him. What kind of frustrates me throughout the trilogy, though, is that, of course, he starts off as a nerd. That's who, you know, Peter Parker is. He's supposed to be, you know, the kid that gets picked on, and then he gets these extraordinary powers, which he has to learn how to uh, utilize and not use for revenge, like, you know, the great Uncle Ben said, with great power comes great responsibility. Oh, yeah. Um, but what kind of frustrates me throughout the trilogy is he always kind of ends up staying that nerdy kid, especially, like, through Spider-Man too. He never really seems to gain much confidence in himself. I don't know if that's just how Tobey Maguire is. I can imagine he's a very confident person in real life, but he never seems to truly evolve over the trilogy. But because this is the first Spider-Man movie we're talking about, you know, I'm going to give it a pass and say, hey, fair enough. Of course, he's going to start off as kind of a nerdy kid. Oh, yeah, no. That's kind of how he's supposed to be designed right. in the movie. Um, but I think he did a great... I do think he's a better Peter Parker than he is a Spider-Man. Um, but I still think he, as Spider-Man, he does a great job, um, like playing the part, I guess. Oh, I would. So. Yeah, I would agree. For the most part, I think he does a very good job. And I'm really hoping to see him back in uh, No Way Home. That would be a very great reveal. And of course, Andrew Garfield as well. Um, but I think I'd be more excited to see Tobey Maguire since he was the original, the OG oh, yeah. Spider-Man. And they probably, I'm not sure if they'll have Andrew Garfield, but they're definitely going to have Tobey Maguire. If they have all his fan services, the Doc Ock. Green Goblin, like all the original yes, supervillains. Yeah. I'm sure he'll be in it. And that's an, um, I'm also very excited to see uh, Willem Dafoe come back as the Green Goblin because despite, once again, you know, his very cheesiness to his character, he is an incredible actor. And I feel like the cheesiness, you know, actors, obviously, they don't have really much of any say to their character. That's more of the director. And I think in this uh, particular instance, Sam Raimi, you know, he wanted him to 
uh, say these really corny lines, uh, like at the end of that one festival scene when he's flying away. And he's like, we'll meet again, Spider-Man. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is literally, that's something you'd say if this is, a, you know, your weekly Saturday morning cartoon. Oh, so, sure. Yeah. Uh, honestly, these movies, when you watch them, start to feel more like a comedy than they do like an action series. Oh, that's true. I could see that. Yeah. Well, what would you rank this movie as a whole, the Spider-Man, the original Spider-Man movie? As a whole, looking back at everything, um, I'd give it a three out of five stars. It's not an awful movie by any means. It's still somewhat enjoyable to watch, but my biggest, um, uh, not pet peeves, but my biggest disappointments with the film is that the CGI hasn't aged all that well. Uh, the, the acting can be a little goofy and a little silly, and it's not as serious as I'd like it to be. Um, and, you know, it, it could... Um, it could stand to do with some better dialogue and stuff like that. But overall, it's really not that bad of a film. I'd give it a 3 out of 5. How about you? I would probably say the same. Um, being a huge Spider-Man fan that I am, I'm probably give, being a little more biased because it is the original film. That's fair, yeah. Um, but, I I mean, if I was not – I didn't have that nostalgic factor to it. Mm. It was the first superhero, like, live-action superhero film I ever watched. Yeah. Um, but if I didn't have that nostalgic factor to it, I'd probably give it like a 2.5 uh, out of 5. Okay. Um, just being completely honest. But so the nostalgia so really nostal- hits you hard. Nostalgic yeah. hits me hard. Yeah, yeah, nostalgic factor hits me really hard. That's so fair. Yeah. Uh, I might even give it a 3.5 with the nostalgia. Um, but I guess every- everything you mentioned with like uh, the CGI not holding up that well and the crummy dialogue, yeah. Um, yeah. I think that that really does put it down on me, uh, put it down for me, I guess you should say. Yeah. No, that's fair. I, I think, you know, it's hard to uh, ignore those uh, factors now. And I think a lot of people are kind of almost um, blinded by the nostalgia because I, I feel like a lot of people haven't really seen this movie in a while. A lot of people know the Spider-Man now to be Tom Holland. So they've probably seen, you know, Homecoming and Far From Home a lot more than they have these movies. But I would recommend going back and taking a look and everyone kind of reevaluating their true take on this movie and if you still love it hey great more power to you but i think you'll start to see some uh cracks here and there within the movie oh yeah for sure yeah uh moving on is going to be spider-man 2 which came out in 2004 uh it of course also carries over with toby Maguire as um spider-man uh rest of the cast stays the same we get to see a lot more of uh jk simmons as j jonah jameson in this movie which of course is awesome always always phenomenal always hilarious and uh introduces my favorite spider-man villain so far uh alfred molina as the doc ock himself oh yeah oh yeah he kills it in the movie in my opinion he not only does he kill it at the movie he almost carries this movie because back in honestly i would almost rate spider-man and spider-man 2 completely even but i just love alfred molina as doc ock so much and he's such a cool and interesting character to watch more so than willem dafoe as the green goblin in my opinion oh yeah where i think it kind of elevates it from a three to 3.5 but we'll talk about that a little bit later um ultimately though i i think he's just the coolest villain i love how you know like peter he is a man of science and he wants to try and um, better the world. But then while doing so, of course, one of his experiments goes wrong and he gets those tentacles attached to his back, which kind of mess with his brain. And, you know, that's just a really cool concept. And the way they put that onto film, it worked for the most part, in my opinion. Yeah, I would have to say, I would have to agree with that. I think it worked wonderfully, but I'd like to hear your opinion on why there's a, there's a flaw to it. What is the flaw? 
the little and I, I haven't seen this movie in a while so i can't quite you know remember everything but what, from what i do remember is when he does get the claws attached to him it's you know it's um it's a really cool scene and then he just kind of goes off in the rest of his film and from what i can remember correct me if i'm wrong you know the claws are somewhat controlling his mind correct but it's like, what are they controlling him to do again? What was his, you know, end goal in this film? Oh, I guess I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his end goal was to was to better the world. Um, but it was it was like to basically keep what his intent was. Um, just put it in overdrive. I it made him. It made him almost evil, uh, in a sense. But um. I don't know. It was really, I guess that is a hard question. To yeah, answer. That, that, yeah, that that was almost my point. Actually, it is um that was my point where you know it seemed like he. I remember him saying a lot. You know, we're gonna better the world. We're gonna make the world a better place. And then he gets the arms, and he looks more evil. He acts more evil, but he's still trying to do the same thing when he wasn't evil, which is make the world a better place. And I'm still confused to this day on how he was planning on doing that. It's funny because everything he did was so cool, whether it was uh, robbing the bank or fighting Spider-Man on the train. But the whole time he was doing those things, I couldn't help but think, what is his end goal here? What is he trying to do? And like I said, it's been a while since I've seen the movie. So, you know, maybe I'm just a little bit uh, biased or I don't remember that much about it. But from what I can remember... From what I can remember, I don't remember what his plan was, or it seemed very confusing. Oh, I could agree with that. Yeah, now that you mention it, that does it might actually hinder the movie a little bit on me now. Just oh, looking yeah. back on it, yeah, <laughs> might have just damaged some nostalgia for you there. You might have, yeah. yeah. See, I'm here to shed light on these movies, and you know, true what uh, prove what true frauds they really are. <laughs> That's true. No, I agree. There's there's a lot of flaws in the movie, but I think Alfred Merlina as um, Doc Ock is the best casting in all in this whole trilogy. Oh, I would 100% agree. Yeah, phenomenal to watch. He played the part to a T. Um and that, you know, like I said, uh doesn't matter obviously it does matter what his plot was, to, but despite what his plot or his end goal was, that train scene will still be one of the most iconic Spider-Man scenes throughout all the movies. Oh, one of the most iconic cinematic cinematic scenes. Yeah, all right. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Like I said a couple podcasts ago, there's a mural in Imagine Theater and um it has Spider-Man fighting Doc Ock on the train scene as part of the mural. Wow, as part of the mural. Wow. Yeah. It, it only had like the most nostalgic scenes in cinematic movies. Like mm-hmm. cinematic movies. Uh, <laughs> Cinema, yeah, cinematic history. Cinematic yeah. history. There we go. That's what I was looking for. Um, but it had like Toy Story on there. It had um, like a whole Star Wars scene. Ooh, um, that's where my eyes would go to right away. <laughs> yeah, it had Batman on there. Like Heck a yeah. bunch of different iconic movies james bond like the sean connery james bond oh yeah of course of, you know really really iconic franchises and shots from those franchises so i thought it was, it was really cool to see spider-man on there with doc ock oh for so. sure i think that scene it definitely deserves to be on there it's yeah very iconic and very cool a yeah. couple more of the problems i do have with this movie um most of them kind of stem over from the original spider-man cgi is a little bit better but it still isn't the best uh, it's still some kind of corny dialogue. It's still a lot of cheesiness and, you know, campiness to this kind of movie. Um, and another one of my big problems is with, um, Aunt May and MJ, who are just literally some of the worst people to watch in this movie. Uh, I, I honestly, I never really liked this particular MJ throughout this entire trilogy. She always seems like really whiny and she's always trying to like 
get back at Peter, and when things doesn't go her way, she's just kind of a brat to watch on screen. And oh, agreed. An example is in Spider-Man 2 in particular, when, um, um, from what I can remember anyway, um, she gets mad at Spider-Man, and she gets so mad that she goes to this banquet or whatever where uh, Peter Parker is taking pictures at, and she actually um, she, she gets proposed to this other guy uh, who she like just met the other day. She planned the whole proposal just to get back at Peter Parker because he got her angry in some way. I was like, you could not be more childish than that. Like, oh, come agreed. on. Oh, agreed. my gosh. Yeah, that is just unbelievable. I watched that scene. I was like, are you kidding me? That is so stupid. And then, of course, you know, Peter gets angry. And then, you know, at one point in the movie, he ends up taking off his um, suit for good and trying to put the Spider-Man life behind him, which I think at that point in the movie, it gets very interesting. It's always interesting to see, you know, when the hero tries to put away their uh, the hero side to them and try and live a normal life. But ultimately, obviously, he can't do that because he has to go back and fight Doc Ock and he has to move on to the next movie in the trilogy. So. That's yeah. mainly the reason. They yeah. want to make more money. Exactly. Yeah, more <laughs> money. More, you know, obviously, Spider-Man's not going to throw his suit away for good. There's yeah. more money to be made. Why would they do that? Yeah, I thought it was really cool, though, because when he threw his Spider-Man suit away, um, it literally reflected the comic book scene. Uh, and I guess this, oh, is how, okay. this is how it happened. Like, he walks off on the left-hand side in an alleyway, and, the tra- and it t- shows the trash can uh, with the Spider-Man suit hanging off of it yeah. um, on the right-hand side of Peter Parker. In the alleyway. In the comic books, when they first got rid of the suit, it was the exact same shot. The They tried putting the suit in a very similar manner okay. um, to how it was related into the comic books. In like that little uh, like clip, I guess we mm-hmm. would call it. Yeah. Um, or like shot. And it was really, really cool. And I absolutely thought, I was just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Chills, goosebumps. Oh, yeah. I'm like, that is so cool. So I've, I have not forgotten that to this day. I was like. I really was finishing one of the comic book scenes in that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, in like, I just finished one of the comic book scenes, and then I saw the movie. And I'm like, okay, that's pretty sweet. That yeah. is really really cool. Oh yeah, so for sure. I was a big fan of that. Um, and then going back to uh, Aunt May as well. The reason I mentioned her is because there was another scene in this movie where, um. Peter actually opened up to her and talked about that, you know, he was the um, cause to Uncle Ben's death, mm-hmm. um, which becomes even more frustrating in um, Spider-Man 3 when we talk about that. Um, but it's really frustrating to watch in Spider-Man 2 because, you know, that takes a lot of uh, courage and a lot of guts for Peter to say that to, you know, his aunt, who was, you know, the wife of Uncle Ben, and to say that, you know, oh, it was my fault because I let the guy go, and I hope you can forgive me. And I remember she just kind of looks at him, and then she walks out of the frame in the scene and just leaves him there. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, MJ and Aunt May, like, <laughs> just Aunt a bunch May. of jerks in this movie. What the heck? Aunt May does open up later on. It was just like a big she shocker does. to her. Yeah, so yeah. So I can't, like, I'm not going to, like, I'm not bashing M- uh, Aunt May because of it. MJ because is of a brat. And like, MJ that, is a straight-up brat. That yeah. I can see completely. And I think the yeah. whole wedding scene is actually in Spider-Man 3, by the way. Um, e- or- I'm fairly certain of that. Okay. It might be. It was either at that or at the end of Spider-Man 2, because obviously she doesn't, she doesn't end up getting married to that guy. No, she doesn't. It was yeah. in Spider-Man 3 um, when the whole wedding scene happened. Okay. Um, but she's still a brat to Peter. Oh, yeah, that That yeah. was every Very single movie so. was that way. Yeah, and um, I, I do agree. Aunt May did come around in the end, but I just still remember that one scene because I, I was just I was just like, wow, Peter literally has no one to look up to in this movie. Everyone is like a jerk to him. Yeah, exactly. 
but even his best friend's trying to kill him yeah so. that's right and then yeah harry osborne in this movie is trying to kill him the whole time which um i will say we haven't really talked a whole lot about harry osborne yet and i guess we'll talk to, uh, about him a little bit more when we talk about spider-man 3 um because of that this stupid stupid plot device that they use um but it, overall i would actually say that harry is my favorite character throughout the original spider-man trilogy personally i think he's had the most interesting or at least the most wild um, character arc throughout the movies. I mean, he's been all over the place. He's been uh, Spider-Man's best friend. He's been, you know, um, his uh, enemy. He's been his enemy as Green Goblin. He's been his enemy as just Harry Osborn. Um, and obviously, he all at the same time trying to uh, live up to his dad and get his dad to respect him. So I think he is actually by far the most interesting character. Maybe not the best well-written character, um, but the most interesting character to watch on screen. Agreed. I could definitely agree with that. So what would your rating of this movie be? So, like I said, a lot of the problems kind of carry over from Spider-Man with the CGI and the dialogue and the acting. But Alfred Molina is just so good to watch. There's so much fun to watch as Doc Ock. And I think there is a lot more promising stuff to be found in this film overall. I'm going to uh, gonna give it a 3.5 then. I'm going to, you know upgrade it from a three to a 3.5 for this movie i figured you would do that because yeah. it is it is a better movie as a whole yeah um it is the best in the trilogy um in, in most people's opinion oh yeah um, I, would, I would say so most people would agree that it is the best in this whole trilogy but uh i would have to give it a 4.5 partially okay. because of nostalgia partially because alfred Molina, mm-hmm. and then completely because um the movie is i thought it was really well written um but plot wise, um, but with uh, like dialogue, no, that's totally it back from a five. <laughs> Not for so me. much, yeah. That's totally it back from a five for me. Yeah. Um, but everything else that was really well written. So yeah, fair enough. All right, moving on to 2007 Spider-Man Three, the uh, infamous meme movie. This is like the <laughs> uh, the equivalent of Star Wars: Revenge of the Sith when it comes to this trilogy in terms of how many memes you can find in this movie. Oh, it, for sure, it is insane. There is uh, this movie is just all over the place. This is the Spider-Man movie I've watched most recently. Uh, there's a lot of good in this movie. There's a lot of bad in this movie. And there's a lot of uh, now dig on this moments in this movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do you remember that line in particular? I do remember that line. Oh, yes. my gosh. Was... You want to talk about cringy dialogue. All you got to do is look no further than Spider-Man 3 and you will find it all over the place. Mm-hmm. And like I said, this is a movie I've watched recently, so it's more in my head. And I didn't remember it too much when I watched it uh, a few years ago. But man, what a roller coaster of a movie this was. I mean, it was literally up and down, up and down. It starts off super strong, in my opinion, um, with uh, Harry, uh, you know, finding out that uh, Peter Parker is Spider-Man mm-hmm. and then wanting to get at, uh, uh, back at him. So, you know, he dons the new Green Goblin suit and then they have, uh, you know, this really cool fight at the beginning. And uh, what really gives the um, fight some stakes to it is um, Peter is planning on proposing to MJ in oh, the yeah. movie, and he has the uh, engagement ring with him. And while Green Goblin is fighting him uh, all throughout New York, you know, the ring is going everywhere, and there's some really cool shots of, like, Peter just grabbing the ring or, you know, trying to use his webbing to grab onto it. And I just remember that being a really cool scene. And when I started watching the movie, I was like, wow, this is going to be really awesome. This is shot a lot better. The CGI looks a lot better. For the most part, the dialogue is good. And then... Harry Osborn hits his head on a giant pipe 
And I, 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 when I first watched this, I was like, oh my gosh, did Spider-Man just kill Harry? Is this how he's going to turn? Because I, I heard some rumors that, you know, Spider-Man, he kind of turns evil in this movie. Yeah. That's not entirely true. He just becomes like a bad boy or at least what he thinks is a bad boy throughout the movie. But I thought I was like, oh, my gosh, is he going to turn evil now? Because, you know, he regrets he regrets killing Harry. And does this send him down a dark path? But nope. Harry Osborn just gets amnesia, which is one of the worst plot and storytelling devices in all of cinema, in my opinion. Oh, when yeah. You just have a character get amnesia just to put him out of the story and not even the whole story. Basically, the plot lets him have amnesia. As long as he needs to have amnesia, and then he gets back into the movie. But he gets amnesia, and then he's sitting in the hospital bed, and now he's just acting like a giant goofball. You know, MJ comes into the room, and he's like, I know that face. And I was like, what happened, dude? You were such a badass like 10 minutes ago, and now this guy's a goofball. Yeah. Uh, that was such a shame such a shame to watch. So then the movie starts going again, and we get introduced to Sandman, which is supposed to be like our sympathetic villain. You know, he does all these bad things, and he's stealing money and stuff like that. But because he has a sick daughter, we're supposed to, you know, feel sympathy for him. And it's like, oh, all right, you know, I, whatever. I get that. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, so then uh, Peter and him have a really cool fight, and the movie goes on, and it starts to get a little bit better, in my opinion. But then, for no reason whatsoever... Um, the police, they call, um, Peter down to the station, right? And just because the plot wants it to, um, the officer's like, yeah, so you know that guy that you thought killed your dad all those years ago and that everyone thought killed your dad all those years ago? Yeah, well, it wasn't him. It was this new Sandman guy. I was like, what? Why? Does it, why does it need to be him? Now, I have a question. Does that, does Sandman kill his dad in the comics? Or sorry, kill Uncle Ben in the comics? I don't remember. I'm sure in one storyline it does, but not from my memory, no. I, I didn't think so. And, the, you know, the whole point of having that one uh, nameless guy kill Uncle Ben was the fact that Spider-Man uh, let that guy go. And remember, remember how I was talking about last movie that, you know, Peter Parker opened up to Aunt May and was super, you know, sorry, and he was trying to um, uh, profess uh, his feelings about, you know, how he felt about letting Uncle Ben die. Well, now all that is completely down the tube because it wasn't his fault whatsoever. The nameless guy didn't kill uh, Uncle Ben. It was, in fact, Sandman. So, therefore, it wasn't Peter Parker's fault because he's never met Sandman until now. Yeah. So that whole, you know, the whole plotline of Peter feeling bad and guilty and the weight that was on his shoulders about letting that one guy go it's just completely gone it doesn't matter forget about it I was like oh my goodness what are we doing here no I know uh I hated that yeah it was so unbelievably stupid so then the movie continues and it goes on and uh we're finally getting to see some venom action um you know the venom suit attaches itself to Peter and then we get the best part of the movie when he decides to be bad boy Peter. Oh, yeah. And, oh, my gosh, boy, do we get some of the cringiest dialogue of all time with classics such as, you know, now dig on this. And when he goes to that, like, dive bar and he's like, uh, find me some shade, sweetie. It was like, oh, my gosh, who talks like this? No, I, I was literally having a gag reflex in my mouth. But at the same time, it was so stupid. It was funny to watch. And that's why I'll say this movie You know, compared to the other two, the other two had some cringy dialogue, but it was just cringy. Yeah. This movie has some cringy dialogue. It's actually funny because it doesn't even seem real. It almost seems it almost seems like a sitcom or something like that. Yeah. Um, Or, you know, a parody of itself. And because of that, it actually is, in my opinion, the funniest movie of the trilogy. Storytelling wise, awful in every way. Comedy wise, it's phenomenal. (laughs) 
That's true. I could see that. It is like some straight grade A comedy. But Spider-Man's not supposed to be a comedy. It's supposed to be an action movie. So That's true. Not just an action movie, but like a sympathetic action movie. Yeah. Like you yeah. feel like sorry for Spider-Man and the villains and all that. So Right, right. Yeah, and you don't really get much of that in this movie. No. Um, and then another one of the most hilarious scenes is with um Eddie Brock, who I kind of like in the movie. He and um Peter have this ongoing rivalry for getting the job at the Daily Prophet, and then eventually Peter uh, you know, finds out he's a fraud and Isn't it the Daily Bugle? Yeah, did I just say the Daily Prophet? Yeah. Ah, uh, that's Superman. Uh, the Daily Bugle. My bad. I'm still thinking uh, Superman over here in D.C. The uh, Daily Bugle. Thank you for catching me on that. Uh, they're both fighting for the job of the Daily Bugle, and then uh, Peter Parker catches him as a fraud, and the next thing Eddie Brock decides to go do is he goes to that church in the movie, and he sits down, and he, he prays that God will kill Peter Parker for him. He sits yeah. down, and he's like, I know, I'm, you know I haven't been a very... A uh, good person, but I hope that you can forgive me and kill Peter Parker. And I'm like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think that's how church works. No. <laughs> I was like, what is this guy doing? He literally goes and he's like, could you kill Peter Parker for me? And he's almost crying. And then instead of, you know, honestly, God almost delivers on that because it just so happens Peter Parker's up in the bell tower trying to get Venom off of his body and he eventually does. And then Venom attaches to Eddie Brock and, you know, then Eddie Brock becomes Venom and then that eventually leads to our final fight which once again looks cool but when you have dialogue like eddie brock saying um i like being bad it makes me feel good what <laughs> i oh, forgot about that oh, oh my says god that oh my goodness it's like ladies and gentlemen are you know terrifying antagonists unbelievable <laughs> oh my gosh but once again it's so cringy unlike the other two movies it's so cringy it's laughable so. that's true yeah all right i'm giving this i'm gonna rank it right now I'm going to tell you what I think about it. Yeah. 2.5 out of 5. 2.5 out of 5. I would 100% agree. I was also going to give it a 2.5. But here's what I'm going to say. In terms of storytelling, character development, and everything that a movie should be, 2.5 out of 5. In terms of a comedy, 20 out of 5. Absolutely hilarious and phenomenal. If you're you're looking for a good movie where you want to turn your brain off and get a few good laughs, watch Spider-Man 3. Never thought I'd be saying those words coming out of my mouth, but... That's just how it is. I'd I'd rank it like a four out of five for comedy. For comedy, really? Yeah, I don't. I didn't. It was so cringy to me. Like, I'm not a cringe person. Like, I can't laugh at cringy stuff. Really. Yeah, yeah. I just cringe at cringy stuff. Yeah, you know? as you should probably. As you should. Yeah. So I'm yeah. just like. Mm. See, I, I guess for me is with the uh, with Spider Man one and two, they were like on the border of cringy and you know silliness, but this movie completely embraces it. It embraces all cringe, all stupidity, all silliness, and it actually makes it fun to watch. The characters are more like, like I said, you know, sitcoms and caricatures than they are actual characters with you know plot or character development or anything like that. Yeah, and, and it was such a fun watch. But by the time the movie was done, I was laughing, and while I was laughing, I was like, "Oh my gosh, that was that sucked. That was awful." Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, that officially wraps up our uh, Spider-Man uh, trilogy. Now we move on to The Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield, which came out in 2012, I yeah, believe. Yeah, 2012. 2012. Uh, you have Andrew Garfield as the new Peter Parker and Spider-Man. You have uh, Emma Stone as... Um, Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy, thank you. I was almost going to say MJ. Um, and then whoever the heck plays Dr. Connors as the lizard. Lord only knows at yeah. this point. Um 
You know, I'll let you I'll let you start on this one, Garrett. I'm actually going to I want to look up his name real quick so I know who we're talking about. And also, I felt like I talked mostly about Spider-Man 3. So You're I'll you good. Start. I think Spider-Man, The Amazing Spider-Man, excuse me, um, was a god-awful movie. I think the whole trill, the whole uh, both movies were just terrible in general. Um, Spy- the Amazing Spider-Man was bad. The Amazing Spider-Man 2 was even worse, but um anyways going back to the amazing spider-man i just did not like it uh terrible character development terrible um pretty much everything uh, there's nothing else i can say about it like there's I'm really just, there's nothing promising there's in this movie no there's it's not funny it's not action filled i mean there's some action to it but yeah it's not like it's too much dialogue for sure there's a lot of yeah a lot of exposition um the first thing that comes to my mind about um, this one in particular is it romanticizes the idea of uh, Peter's parents a lot for some reason. Now, you know, Peter was supposed to, it's supposed to always be about him and Uncle Ben and Aunt May, but for some reason, this movie starts off with his parents being a really big role in this movie, and it hints that they, you know, created the spiders or something like that, or it hints that they had something to do with Oscorp. And the movie, it starts off as if it's going to be a murder mystery or something like that, not yeah. a, you know, superhero action movie or whatever. And they never really say anything about it. Until they never the really go anywhere with that. Yeah, yeah. they started off as if they're going to do something, and this is going to be a big reveal, and it never really goes anywhere. Uh, by the way, I looked up his name, and um, not really sure why I did, why I did, because I'm not going to be able to pronounce this. But uh, it looks like his name is Rise Ifans for Doctor Curtis Connor. Um, that's that's my best guess anyway. Yeah, Rise Ifans, and um, the reason I brought him up is because. Although there is really not much to like about this movie, I do actually like him as the lizard a yeah. lot in this not movie. Not as the actual lizard, but as the character himself. Like, yes. Um, Curtis, Dr. Curtis Connor. Dr. Curtis Connor. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I, I personally like him when he becomes the lizard as well. I think his plot, once again, this is just kind of a reoccurring thing when it comes to Spider-Man movies. The villain's plot either makes no sense or is absolutely stupid. In this case, it is absolutely stupid in the fact that the lizard... His main goal is to turn everyone else in New York City into lizards like him or reptiles, yeah. basically. Yeah. That is stupid to the max. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, at least we know what his plot is, unlike Spider-Man 2, but now it's completely stupid and doesn't matter. But as a character, you know, uh, Dr. Uh, Curtis Connor, I think he was um, played very well, actually, and um, his transformation into the lizard was really cool. And you can tell, kind of like Doc Ock, he does not want to be this monster. This time, he's like a legitimate monster. He turns into a reptile. So yeah. it, it's funny because the movie tries to make him also like a sympathetic villain because you you know you feel bad for him turning into this creature, and you don't want him to be this way. But once again, you know he has this somewhat evil plot, and I put that in quotations because it's not really evil as much as it is stupid, and it just really brings down the movie. Uh, but for me, my biggest problem with this one is actually Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker and Spider-Man. This is just a perfect example of bad casting, in my opinion, because yeah. between the three Spider-Mans, Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, and Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield is my favorite actor of the three of them. He's my favorite actor, but he is my least favorite Peter Parker and Spider-Man. And for pretty much these main two reasons. Now, the reason he's the worst Peter Parker is because he's more of a skater boy than yeah. he is a nerd. For some reason, the movie wanted him to be some kind of cool, you know, skater dude. But 
you know, Peter Parker, by nature, he's supposed to be a nerd. He's supposed to be a nerdy kid who we're supposed to sympathize and, you know, feel for him and, you know, want him to, you know, overcome um, his um, adversaries and stuff like that. But Andrew Garfield, um, his Peter Parker is just like some random skater dude who, you know, thinks he's kind of chill and kind of cool. And not only that, but he does. There's this one scene in the movie where I thought that Flash Thompson was going to go, you know, pick on him and kind of show that, oh, he's still kind of a weakling. But Flash goes and picks on this other kid, and Andrew Garfield, he just kind of stands nearby. And I'm like, you know, what is, what is going? Not only is he not getting picked on, but he's just kind of standing nearby. And then when he eventually uh, dons the spider suit later in the movie, instead of going around doing heroic things, he acts more like Batman than he does Spider-Man. Yeah. And I say that because the first thing he does is try and go after Ben's killer, and he does that by just finding random robbers and you know people throughout um, New York who are doing bad things, questions that I literally only ask them. He says, "Are you my uncle's killer?" And even if they say no, he just straight up like you know punches them in the face or just you know gets you know like slings webs on them. And a couple of them he just straight up kills. And I'm like, oh my gosh, is this Batman or Spider Man that we're watching here? Yeah, no, I don't like that at all. It's not how Spider Man. Spider Man's not is. Is like Batman, where he's not supposed to kill anyone, right? Unless, yeah. very, unless very, very necessary. Yes, um, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Even Batman, he doesn't really want to, you know, kill people, um, because you know he doesn't want to see the death that same, same death that he saw his parents had yeah. to suffer. Um, but Spider-Man especially should not. You know, he's much more of a kid superhero, and Andrew Garfield's just out here completely terrorizing. He he's terrorizing people more than the uh than the robbers or even the lizard is in the movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I didn't like that about it. Um, no, I just don't like the Spider-Man like duo. I guess like the Amazing Spider-Man double movie and the Amazing yeah. Spider-Man two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which um, we'll actually get into that um, in just a second. But what would you rate the Amazing Spider-Man now? Oh, one out of five. One out of five. Really? That yeah, wow. I that low. hate that movie. See. I- I won't be. Eh, it is bad. Don't get me wrong. I'm gonna give it a two out of five. There's, you know, some cool moments here and there. Um, I think the action is really good, and like I said, Andrew Garfield is still a good actor. He's just not a good Peter Parker and not a good Spider-Man. But yeah, I'd give it a two out of five if that. Mm-hmm. Which actually that brings us to the Amazing Spider-Man two. And I will actually say I have not seen this particular Spider-Man movie yet. This is the only one I haven't seen. Mostly because I've heard it is the worst of the bunch. But I actually have a friend who told me, he was like, oh, no, it's great, dude. You know, don't listen to the, the haters. It's one of the coolest uh, Spider-Man movies out there. So I have to ask you, Garrett, since you have seen it, have I been lied to? Is it, you know, really, is it actually good? And, you know, there are a lot of haters? Or is it a complete pile of trash? It is a complete pile of trash. Oh, okay, that's what I figured, yeah. Yeah, so your friend uh, is wrong. Uh, <laughs> I figured as much. Yeah, like that's the only that's the only person I've ever heard say, "Oh, it's a good movie." Don't listen to him. Yeah, he. I don't know why he likes it, but that's what he said. Yeah, Mm-mm. yeah. So, what is no. just so wrong about this movie? Then, what is so you know? Oh, everything. Everything. Uh, no, it's terrible casting. Actually, the Electro would have been a good casting if he had good dialogue. Mm. Um, because he's played by he's actually a really, really fun character and. He it seemed like he was gonna have good character development, um, but then you get into the movie and you're like, no, there's something wrong. And the Green Goblin comes in, and I'm like, there should be no reason for the Green Goblin to even be in this movie. And that's what I heard. He comes um, in very late. Yeah, he comes in late, and there's no reason for him. I just could not figure out why he was in the movie, except for like maybe like nostalgic factors. People who originally watched it, and oh, I hate it. 
<laughs> it's just there's I'm no. Sorry. I'm just trying. I just, just looking back on the movie. I'm like, this movie is so embarrassing. It's just bringing back pain, Spider-Man. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so embarrassing for Spider-Man. Such horrible memories. Yeah, I'm no. Uh, like, yeah. I'm gonna be honest right now. It's a zero out of five stars. Wow, me. zero out of five. Gee, see, I don't even know why I need to watch this movie. Then I no, probably should just skip no, it all together. I would just skip it. Honestly, it's so bad. Okay, awesome. Uh, the only redeeming factor. Which is gonna sound terrible is Gwen Stacy dying. <laughs> wow, the only and that's not because I don't like Gwen Stacy. I thought she was a great cast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because it was like the only part of the movie where you actually felt emotion oh, in this whole okay. movie. Yeah, that's and I'm fair. like, that is so wrong. That, like, that's the only redeeming factor is one so, of the characters dies. Yeah, it's wow. oh, it's so bad. Uh, is I don't really want to go into the movie if you haven't seen it. I do think you should watch it just so you can laugh at it. Just like, so yeah, yeah. So I don't want to spoil much, but Gwen Stacy does die, and Peter Parker is just in just a wreck, as I'm sure you can figure out. Now my question is, is because you said you know just watch it so you'll enjoy it. How stupid it is. Do you think I'll enjoy it as much as Spider Man Three? Because that was actually funny. Is this movie funny in any no, way? No, it's not. Funny. Oh, it's not even funny. It's just no, miserable. It's just miserable the whole time. <laughs> There is, and the dialogue isn't as bad as Spider Man Three, or any of the Spider Man originally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But it's that's that's the weird thing. It's like there's no, there's not even bad dialogue. It's just stupid. It's the just, whole movie, the plot, the uh, the characters, like everything about it is just stupid. Well, I'm starting to see why Andrew Garfield didn't get a full trilogy and he only got two movies. Yes. So <laughs> there's no need for there a third is one. no reason for a third one. Nope. So, and then Tom Holland comes in as Spider-Man Homecoming, which I'm sure we'll move on to right yes, now. Yes, yes, we will. Actually, technically Civil War, but we're not going to talk about that. No, that's um, not exactly a Spider-Man movie. No, so, it's, just a good, it's just a good leeway into the Homecoming movie. Into Spider-Man Homecoming, which I would say is my favorite Spider-Man movie by a long shot. And even this one isn't perfect. Even this isn't a perfect movie, but it is like worlds better than any of the other Spider-Man movies. Right off the bat, Tom Holland, my favorite Peter Parker, and my favorite Spider-Man. He can do both phenomenally. You know how I said Andrew Garfield was a perfect example of bad casting? This is a perfect example of good casting. Someone who can play, you know, a superhero and his alter ego to perfection. He is just, he's like just nerdy enough and just kind of, you know, shy enough and um just kind of enough of an outcast to where he can play peter parker and he's also heroic enough and he wants to do the right thing and just a good person to where he's a very believable spider-man as well oh yeah for sure i thought he was or is so much fun to watch oh my gosh yeah he's so much fun to watch and he's so funny he's so witty he is yeah remember that old movie uh empire strikes back (laughs) oh my gosh one of my favorite lines in any movie uh, it's so he's such a good. I know it's in Civil War, but such a funny. He is. He is. That's almost a staple to be part of the MCU. Though, is you have to be funny in some way. Oh yeah. Um, you know whether you be Robert Downey Jr. or Chris Evans or Chris Hemsworth, who wasn't really Chris that Pratt. funny. Or yeah, Chris Pratt. Uh, Chris Hemsworth wasn't really that funny until Ragnarok, and then he became like the funniest. A bit oh, yeah. of a goofball, really. But yeah, Tom Holland. I mean, he just seems to be naturally funny on screen, and it feels like he has good chemistry with almost every person on screen. Whether oh, it's yeah. Iron Man, whether it's his um buddy Ned or Zen as MJ he just he always has good chemistry and can always work well with uh, others where the same can't really be said for the other Spider-Mans oh yeah no I agree with that uh, uh it's so much fun to watch uh if you haven't I know Spider-Man Homecoming is a more recent film but it's by and like I don't really want to spoil a whole lot because if you have not seen this movie which I'm sure you have 
Um, I just recommend going to see this. I think the chemistry between Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man and Tom Holland as Spider-Man is so perfect. Oh, it's phenomenal. It's so much fun to and they, watch. And yeah. they like have so many like yeah, improvised scenes. Mm-hmm. Like where Tom Holland goes, like Robert Downey Jr. is opening the door for Spider-Man. He goes to hug Spider-Man. Uh, or Spider-Man goes to hug um, him. Yeah, that's right. Spider-Man Iron goes Man. to hug him. Or Peter Parker goes to hug him. And then doesn't like... Um, Tony Stark is actually reaching for the door, and then he says to Peter Parker, "He's like, nope, nope, we're not, we're not there yet, we're not there yet." And, and Peter Parker's like, oh, "Oh, okay, never mind, never mind." He just wanted the poor guy just wanted a hug, and Tony Stark straight up denies him. He's like, "Nope, not there yet, bro. Yep. not quite." No, super cool though. And then as you see in Endgame, uh, they have that connection, uh, like fully developed. It's like, I, I lost a kid. Yeah, and I, then later yeah. on, you know, Peter loses his mentor figure or father figure in a sense. Um, so really, really cool scenes between all the mcu but yeah and that's the one thing i will say is that you know uh with spider-man homecoming they didn't really have the whole origin story thing like they did with uh the spider-man in 2002 and the amazing spider-man but i don't think they really needed it because it technically spider-man he got his powers before civil war and since they already had civil war you know their options were either going back and doing an origin movie or continuing on and I'm glad they decided to continue on instead of going back and having an origin because we already know how Spider-Man got his powers. I oh, mean, yeah. We've seen it in the comics. We've seen it twice in the movies. We really don't see that again. So I'm glad to see they actually continued his character. And, and what I love about this movie is we got to pretty much see kind of like almost the life of Peter Parker. We got to see as much um, Spider-Man as we did um, Peter Parker. And we got to see him actually live kind of like a high schooler and look like a high schooler. Because oh, he you, does look like a high schooler. Yeah. It's so good. I know. It's such a relief after seeing Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, who, at the very least, they're walking around a college campus. They're oh, not yeah. walking around a high school. Tom mm-hmm. Holland, not only does he look like a high schooler, everyone else looks like a high schooler. And it actually, it feels, it looks like a Spider-Man movie for like the first time in, you know, six Spider-Man movies. Oh, yeah. So that being said, um, oh, also before we move on to our ranking of it, I would love to talk about uh, Michael Keaton as the Vulture. Oh, so good. Also phenomenal. Doesn't quite beat Alfred Molina as Doc Ock, but oh my gosh, does he make a very interesting and compelling villain in this movie. And the dynamic between him and Peter Parker, um, I won't say why there is a dynamic because that's a little bit of a spoiler, but the dynamic is really incredible and the way they tie these two characters together is just it's awesome to watch unfold so that being said i would give this movie overall a four out of five personally. oh i would agree with that for sure four or five is definitely the ranking i would give it um oh it's so good it is just it is the, by far the best spider-man movie in your right? opinion in my opinion i i do know we have one more to go through and that would be my favorite and that would be yes right your personal favorite which far is spider-man from home there my go. movie yeah. Oh my gosh, this movie is flawless, almost. Uh, yeah, for I, me, for you anyway. Yeah, yes. not quite for me. Uh, it is still very much high up there on my list, but I'll let you start and give uh, your controversial opinion about why it's flawless. It's not controversial. <laughs> it's facts. I'm just kidding. Oh, okay, straight up facts. <laughs> no, I think the movie is so good. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal as uh, Mysterio is fantastic that's fair whether you I agree whether you agree with what was with the direction they were going with it he was super fun and he oh was super convincing yes yes so you that one i don't think anyone really denied um his character 
I mean, maybe the character, but they didn't deny how good of a casting it was. Oh, phenomenal casting. Jake Gyllenhaal is a very underrated actor. I feel like he's not in as much as he should be, and he's not recognized as much. But yeah, Mysterio, that was some pretty solid casting. Oh, for sure. No, and I thought it was funny. You had Sherlock Holmes in there. Um, he's Sherlock Holmes, right? Am I by blanking? Jake Who, Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah. No, no, that was... Um, Benedict Cumberbatch, you mean? Oh, that's it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's what that's what I was thinking. I knew it was someone. Yeah, and, and obviously with the Robert Downey Jr. That's we mentioned that. A couple yeah, we talking about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I was thinking like, is he? No, he was um, Nightcrawler. Yes, um, Nightcrawler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Nightcrawler movie that was phenomenal. That movie and uh, Prisoners with Hugh Jackman. Oh yeah, two phenomenal movies. Probably. Uh, I don't. His best. I, I don't remember a Jake Gyllenhaal movie where he wasn't really good and wasn't like the the highlight of the movie that's true yeah yeah i feel that so, uh no but this movie oh my gosh so good um i remember just the whole i love the drone idea because it met it's not totally it's different than what the comics were going for but similar idea see now that is the point where i i would strongly disagree is i was not a fan of the whole drone thing and of course they had to be you know stark tech as well you had to put you know as much as i love tony stark in spider-man homecoming far from home part of the reason i didn't like it is because most of the movie or at least some of the movie felt like just a reminder of how awesome tony stark and iron man was and how sad it is that he's gone now and yes i get it he was phenomenal he did practically carry the mcu and he jump-started it but I felt like they were talking about him a little bit too much. and I could see that, yeah. Yeah, it, it was just we didn't need the constant reminder. And as for the drones, I, honestly, Mysterio, going in, I, I and maybe this is just because I'm so into, like, um, Harry Potter and spells and, you know, cool um, stuff like that. Maybe I thought he was actually going to be, like, some sort of cool wizard and do, like, some Illuminati stuff and stuff like that. Yeah. So when it ended up being the drones, I was just kind of like, oh, really? You know, the, they were just making the hydro monster and stuff like that. I was hoping that, like, the hydro monster and the lava monster and all those, um, uh, you know, giants were going to be, like, elementals or stuff like that. Yeah. And that they were going to actually, you know, be some sort of elemental type monster. But when I found out they were fake, that was just kind of a disappointment for me because it took away all the suspense and, um, you know, all the really cool uh, intrigue that the scenes had to them. It was kind of like, oh, okay, there were just drones. There was no threat. He was just kind of putting on a show for everyone, yeah. which I get kind of incorporates into the plot. But I just wasn't a fan of that personally. That was the big uh, pet peeve to me. The other one being, and this is kind of a small thing now, um, but the other one being that Nick Fury wasn't actually in that movie. It was just a stupid oh, that, scroll the whole That's the month. only thing I yeah. did not like about it. Yeah, I think that was dumb and so unnecessary. It was just for a cheap gag at the end where he happened to be on one of those ships, you know, looking off into the distance. And it was like, oh, you thought it was Nick Fury? Oh, we got you. It wasn't. It was just a scroll. And I was like, but why? Why yeah. was it just a scroll? We, I, I want to see Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. And obviously it was Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. But it wasn't actually the character Nick Fury. Yeah. And there was no reason for that. So No, I agree. Yeah. But besides those two things, I will say everything about this movie, I I, I enjoyed for the most part. Jake Gyllenhaal was incredible. Uh, I love how it took place out of New York for oh, once. Yeah. And the fact that it was actually in Italy and they went on a vacation. I think that's a very cool place uh, for a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was a lot of fun. Besides those two things, I don't have many gripes with it. No, I, I can see that. Yeah, I... Again, I love this movie. I thought I've watched it like seven or eight times now. Wow, yeah, really? It's pretty 
bad. See, that's uh, like me in Civil War. That is my favorite MCU movie. But... Oh yeah, I have it. I have the. I have that. I have um, Homecoming, and I have Venom all downloaded on my phone. Oh, <laughs> always ready just in case, right? Oh yeah, just yeah, in case. Yeah, I'm going on a vacation coming up, so I'm just gonna watch all three movies. Uh, I'm driving down to Florida. Oh, nice. Um, so I'm pretty excited about. It. I'm gonna watch all three movies. I already know that. Oh, for sure. Um, so I'm really pumped about it. But awesome. Yeah. So. Again, I'm giving this movie a 5 out of 5. I know you saw that coming. Wow. Um, All right, straight up. Yeah. I'm going to give it a uh, 3.5 out of 5. Yeah. yeah. It, like I said, those two things, they kind of, you know, those are some pretty big annoyances for me. But besides that, it's a fun movie. I can't complain too much about it. All right. Well, that's all That's all I got. You got anything else? No, that is all we have for today. That is our entire Spider-Man uh, rankings, except, for, of course, for No Way Home, which we will get to in uh, two or three weeks from now. Probably three weeks. Three weeks. We have to see it. Yeah, that's uh, true. <laughs> yeah. You have your tickets for it yet? I do. I actually do have my tickets for awesome, it. Awesome. I'm seeing it the day after it comes out. Oh, so- I am so sad. <laughs> I know. Now I don't feel like a true fan. <laughs> no, I'm also going to see it uh, Saturday at Imagine. So. That's where I'm going. So there we go. Were you going to the one on 23 Mile? Rochester. Oh, Rochester. Okay, okay. I was going to yeah. say, oh, maybe I'll see you there. Nope. Not, no, not, not quite. This time. That sucks. Yeah. You could have uh, met my girlfriend, but you know. Yeah. No, and you could have met the rest of my... Uh, the squad. Part, the squad. The <laughs> Spider-Man buddies. Yeah. I think yeah. I'll actually dress up in my costume. Cause if those of you don't know, I have a Spider-Man uh, costume. Uh, like literally head to toe, get spandex, everything. I might just yeah. dress up in that just for the movie. I don't think I told you, but uh, that's what me and my friends are actually going to do too. Um, we're all well, so uh, I I'm not quite as uh, creative as you are. I didn't make my own Spider-Man suit. I bought the uh Spider-Man three Venom suit. I have off that of, off of Amazon. Yeah, I bought that one. So I'm going to be dressing up as um, uh, the Venom Spider-Man from Spider-Man three. Uh, one of my friends is dressing up as the Iron Spider from Spider-Man Ooh. Far From Home. Ooh. And my other friend, I think this is interesting, he's actually going to be dressing up as Eddie Brock. So that's kind of cool. cool. Yeah, it's a cool idea. I The only thing I will ever want to do is go to Comic-Con, dress as Uncle Ben, and die in front of as many Spider-Man as I can. <laughs> the dream come true right the there. The dream come true. The dream living the yeah. life. And then eventually dress up as Spider-Man because I want to be basic. But you know, right, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all I have. You got anything else? No, that is all uh, for today as well. We hope everyone... Uh, like listening to our podcast today uh definitely go back and take a look at those spider-man movies and you know form your own rankings uh don't let nostalgia blind you from the first you know couple spider-man movies i don't quite think they're as good as people think they are i see that yeah um but yeah that is all we have for today thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you all next week